I feel like having a chocolate. I feel like having some lollies. I feel like a beer. I feel like a wine. What shall I have? Yummy food, yummy. Ah. What's your favourite food? What do you love to eat? And if somebody came along and said, you can't have, mustn't have, don't have, shouldn't have, what would happen to your headspace? Is it possible that there are no good or bad foods? Just something to consider. Because if I ask you, do you think that this food is bad or this food is good? So a lot of people would say, chocolate is a bad food, vegetables are a good food. And I always use the example, because I had a student at the Max International Colleges who thought that was a pretty interesting concept, good food, bad food. And we did talk about amounts. So he went away and ate three kilograms of broccoli because broccoli is considered a superfood. It's got lots of vitamins and minerals and phytochemicals and fiber, and it's really healthy. But if you eat three kilograms of broccoli, please consider what might've happened. Uh, he will share with you passionately and openly that he had a very bad stomach cramp for three days. Uh, he was farting very smelly for about three days. Uh, he felt very uncomfortable and bloated for quite a long period of time, which then says, is broccoli a good food in a large amount? And of course, the answer could be no. Uh, I love chocolate, but if I eat this whole block, this big block, I'll probably feel sick. And I don't want to feel sick, so why would I do that? So is it possible that if I eat this block of chocolate a few little pieces every day over the course of a week or a month or a year, that it wouldn't be a challenge? Now this is a very large bowl of jelly beans. I love lollies. I love purple ones, they're my favourites at the moment. Uh, and again, if I eat this whole jar of jelly beans, I'm going to feel really crook. Uh, but if I have a few jelly beans every day, does that really matter? Is it possible that that word moderation, which we hear all the time, everything in moderation, could be a really good idea? Now that's where alcohol comes in and I find it really interesting. If I were to drink one beer or have one glass of wine, I would be drunk and I would feel sick because I don't drink. There are other people and certainly people in my circle of influence that could drink that bottle of wine and three beers every single night and not even have a, they're not, their brain wouldn't be, they would be talking to you and you wouldn't know that they'd even had an alcoholic drink. Uh, and it would take many, many, many drinks for them to get drunk or to feel sick. But the challenge with alcohol, of course, is if you drink too much of it and you do uh, get sick, have a hangover, it's not very nice. And on the reverse side of that, there are health organizations in the world that recommend that you have two or three glasses of alcohol every single day. And the longevity experts have shared very passionately and openly that the people that live the longest, the people that live over 100, uh, most of those people had at least two or three alcoholic drinks every night of their life, if not more. So is alcohol bad? Is alcohol good? Is chocolate good? Is it bad? Is broccoli good? Is it bad? What is a superfood? They're all some of the really interesting questions that as an exercise professional, I'm constantly asking. But I ask more importantly because if you want something and you can't have it because somebody said can't have, mustn't have, don't have, shouldn't have, is it possible that sometime in the future there'll be a bounce back effect? So you'll either eat more than you normally would, so you'll binge on that food or alcohol, uh, or you'll get really angry that you can't have it, you really want it, so you don't eat it, but your headspace gets all screwed up. You get angry because you want to have something that you can't have. Then there's the interesting folks who say uh, there's good food, good food, lean food, clean food six days a week, and on the seventh day, 
eat chocolate, eat lollies, drink beer, have takeaway food, it doesn't matter because that's your cheat day. I always find that really interesting because how do you feel at the end of a cheat day? And if you didn't have, didn't have, didn't have, didn't have, didn't have for six days, is it possible that then you would eat the whole block because it was your seventh day cheat day? So I've got a different concept and it's just something to consider and I wish I could give this gift in a pretty pink box to everybody and you could live this way. Love your food. Don't eat the foods that you don't like. Eat all the foods that you love. Why not turn your body into a machine that can burn it all up? So there's a lot of conversation about uh, you can eat chocolate but not too much of it or you can drink alcohol but not too much of it or yes have a lolly but don't eat too many so you shouldn't restrict it you shouldn't shouldn't not have it but you should restrict it but what if it's something that you really love and that's where the headspace of how about we turn our body into a machine that can burn everything up and that's what I love about the car analogy with a big engine a V8 engine a V12 supercar a uh, turbocharged jet engine burns a lot of fuel. In fact, you can't keep up with it. You've got to keep stopping and putting fuel in because the bloody things keep running out of fuel. Just have a look at Formula One cars. Big engine, burn up a lot of energy. Wouldn't that be nice? And I, I decided that that's how I wanted to live my life a long time ago because I love food. And I've worked, there's two parts to this. One is I love food and I don't want to restrict my food. I also understand that the human body eat, should eat when it's hungry and stop eating when it's full. That's what the hormonal system's designed to do. And I'm very privileged that because I'm fit and strong, as you also can be fit and strong, your hormonal system will tell you, start eating hungry, start eating because I'm hungry, Rowy, hungry, and stop eating when you're full. That's pretty exciting. But I want to have a body that burns everything up and I will continue to be fit and strong for the rest of my life so that I never have to say I can't have, mustn't have, don't have, shouldn't have. I just want to have and I will have. The second part of that though is that for most of my career as a personal exercise coach, so one-on-one -on -one working with people's headspace in relationship to food and exercise and the way they feel about themselves, their self-esteem and self-confidence, very sadly I've worked with a lot of people that a, would never eat chocolate. It's not that they don't want to, they desperately want to, but they don't because they're scared of feeling guilty, they're scared of feeling fat, they're scared of hating themselves, uh, and they would never have it. I've also worked with lots of people who will eat this whole block of chocolate and another one and another one, and then start on the jelly beans, and then start on the biscuits and eat all of it. And it's not because they're hungry. Uh, they're trying to damage their body with food. And any of those situations, uh, I just, I've seen it in real life, how food can destroy somebody's life. They hate themselves because they love food or they hate themselves and never wanna eat food or they exercise ridiculously, fanatically crazy because they ate some food and then they've gotta get rid of it. So everything's about counting calories uh, and how many calories do I need to burn up because of what I've eaten. And all of that to me is just a horrible headspace. And I'm going to ask this question again. Imagine living a life, if somebody gave you in a pretty pink box, eat when you're hungry, stop eating when you're full. Eat all the foods that you love and don't restrict them. Why should you restrict them? You don't have to. Because when you've got a body that's really fit and really strong, your body will tell you to stop eating when you're full. Which is why I can very comfortably have a very large block of chocolate in my house. And I don't eat it unless I want chocolate. 
I don't eat food for the sake of it being there. I just eat the foods that I love. And that's why I ask the question, I feel like some chocolate, I feel like some lollies. Well, if I feel like some chocolate, I wanna make sure that it's in my house, I can have some. But because I'm fit and strong, I'm not gonna eat the whole block because my body will tell me when I've had enough, it'll tell me when I'm full. That's all about being fit and strong physically and mentally. And interestingly, the psychology of food, is it, or is it possible that it's directly linked to the physiology of the human body? Uh, could psychology have everything to do with physiology? Because when you're really fit and when you're really strong, your brain is also healthy. When you get puffed and when you overload your muscles and bones, you produce epinephrine, adrenaline, and cortisol. And I talk about this all the time because I think it's something that as exercise professionals, we either don't understand the endocrine system or we don't understand how important it is in relationship to the brain and or why we would want to exercise and why we would not want to eat foods that uh, or it, not want to eat foods when we're full. There's a great thing. I don't want to eat that because I'm, I'm full. And that's the endocrine system telling you that. So when you get puffed and when you lift heavy, when you overload your phosphate system, the fight and flight system, the system that's designed to keep you alive, you produce these stay alive chemicals, which then have a bounce back effect and create in your own brain dopamine, reward drug, serotonin, satisfaction, neurotransmitter, endorphins of the pain-killing happy drugs and brain-derived neurotropic factor, which is fertilizer for your brain, which helps all of your brain work more effectively. And of course, your brain controls everything else. So when you're really fit and when you're really strong, your endocrine system is healthy. Your central nervous system is healthy. That means your brain is healthy and your body is healthy because your endocrine system makes sure that everything works effectively. And that's why I can so passionately say, you'll eat when you're hungry. You'll stop eating when you're full. You'll eat all the foods that you love and you won't have to restrict them. It's not like, well, I'll have one piece of chocolate because that's all I'm allowed. And I hear people say that to me on a regular basis. My trainer said I'm only allowed to have six almonds. My, my trainer said I can have three pieces of chocolate. My nutritionist said I can have one beer once a week. Wouldn't it be nice to just live your life loving your food, eating when you're hungry, stop eating when you're full? That headspace, that endocrine system, that central nervous system, all working together with the digestive system, cardiovascular, respiratory system, skeletal and muscular system, your human body, if it's fit and strong, it will tell you everything that you need. It'll tell you when you're hungry. It'll tell you when you're full. It'll tell you when you're thirsty. It'll tell you that you can stop drinking now. It'll tell you that you're tired, go to bed. It'll tell you that you need to move around. Your body will be the high performance machine that you need it to be. So how about this? If you look after your body, it will look after you. And then you can sing like I do. Super duper do, how are you? I love yummy food. Every day I eat what I bloody well want because I love it. Woo! -hoo!